Yeah. Yo, 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 what's beef? Beef is when you need to get to go to sleep. <laughs> what it do and what it is. This is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei, VO Sensei, 24th Hokage of the Music Clan. Ooh. And the man whose hair is growing every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, y'all know that I was, I was shot last week. In the voice, not really shot, never shot, never down. But it's still a little raspy, but I'm gonna make it back, okay? But y'all know who it is, it's Shadow Lazarus today, so pull your double cups up one time if you're with me. And guess what, guess what? Of course the Sensei Said So show is making sure we have the conversation, but we also want to do our best to make sure we have the conversation with important people who you need to hear. And we have another one, another special guest for you guys. This is why you have to subscribe. This is why you have to tell your loved ones. Henny up, Henny bottles up. If you have your Henny, put it in your cup. Ooh, we. We got Ivy. What to do, baby? Ivy. How you guys doing? How you doing? Mr. Virgo himself, man of the city, what? leader of men. Get it right. Hey. Antique music. Where do the hats stop? <laughs> How you doing, brother? Man, hey, man, I'm just blessed to be here, man. We we back. We adjusting to regular life. You know what I'm saying? As regular as it gets. Um, but I'm just been good, man. You know, writing every day, trying to bash these verses out and keep the music going. So, cheers to that. Hey. <laughs> so I mean, let's keep talking about before we get into everything. You know, we got to do the schedule. We got to get everything out. Talk about the campaign, how the campaign's been going. Music clan for Thugga Thugga. Music clan for Young Thug, yes. If y'all don't know yet, I'm about to put y'all on. Music clan for Young Thug is the movement to to get us to open for the Young Thug November 15th show. Shout out to Block Party Entertainment. Block My Party. boys up there for giving the opportunity. But yeah, uh, it's big moves for the city. This summer's been a big summer for for the hip-hop scene out here in the city and our big artists have been coming local artists have been shining you know it's just been love you know it's that time i seen something on facebook today somebody said that the city seems to be getting a little slow a little cold yeah. recently since the summer's gone and it's like only for some because in the winter it shows who's really about it the winter separates when the weather's good everybody's out when it's bad, who's down? The who's down to keep out. working? So November 15th, we're still pushing. We're still hustling. We had a great summer, yes. but we don't want it Hashtag to stop. Hashtag it. Send it to your mama. Send it to your cousin. Send it to your sister. Send it to your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever you do. Yeah, we're creating Music a new wave for this. Young Thug. It's only a wave if up. you support. And Run it's never it too late to surf that wave. But we're talking really well about the city, but yet again... Our city took another L. We took another step in the wrong direction. We talked about it last episode. If you missed it, tune in last week to the William G. Kidd episode. It's in the description. It's right below this episode. But we talked a little bit about Patrick Harmon. Rest in peace. Another tragedy. What a lot of people don't know is this is something that has been very common in our city. Salt Lake is a relatively safe place for anybody who's never been here you know, all you know is the jazz or that we got great snow. But we do usually have an unusually high number of cop-related shootings. Dating back to earlier in the year when we had the talk where we talked about the shooting that happened at the Rio Grande. Right? I was right there, man. Windows down. Heard that. <sighs> yeah. 
So it's like they said that there was things that they were doing, implementing new reform and stuff like that. But yet here we are. Here we are one more time. So we have our guest in here. I don't know how familiar you are with the Patrick Harmon incident, but what are your thoughts on it? What do you think? I mean, I saw a video go around um, and it went pretty viral in Salt Lake where they were talking about how, you know, Salt Lake City had had zero fatalities via gun from police, you know, and they were they were really priding themselves off of that. And I just really thought to myself, you know, like regardless of whether these cats didn't die, you know, like the shooting that happened over at the Rio Grande, you know, right. Um, which a minor was shot by police uh, for wielding nothing but like a broom handle. And, you know, just because he didn't die doesn't mean that like police didn't use excessive force on OCAT. And I don't necessarily like think that that shit was, you know, properly used. You know, his force wasn't properly used. And the fact that this kid didn't die, you know, just goes under their statistic as like zero fatalities but they're still right. using excessive force you know what i'm saying and in this and in this case you know i've seen videos of like you know white males acting all crazy getting back in their car driving around in circles Not their car the man stole the car he stole car. the police we, we car. Know, yeah let's talk about it <laughs> yeah. we know exactly what video you that's what I, that's my strategy he on got GTA. in the car ran around drove around hit the cop car and they didn't do nothing out, they, they, and somebody got a broomstick <laughs> in his hand and he don't even catch a taser he catch a bullet and he's a little young skinny kid you know and like regardless of what his history shows you can still use like some less force on oh boy he doesn't nobody just deserves the bullet just because they're acting crazy you know what i'm saying because people get in these emotions obviously drugs will pull on your mind differently but like he dude the dude is like 115 pounds and you're a police officer you should be able to handle that situation properly. i'm glad that you mentioned that because handling the situation is the real is the real root of the problem so let's for anybody who's not familiar with what happened so Patrick Harmon was pulled over on his motorcycle. Apparently he had outstanding warrants or whatever the case may be. In the process of him getting arrested, he decided to run. 40 yard dash on it. Uh. Okay, and this is, this is where the conversation needs to pause for a second because this is the argument that I hear often. I hear, well, you shouldn't be doing anything wrong or you shouldn't be running away. You should just listen. But the issue is, is running away should be a situation that a cop is trained to handle without somebody dying or getting shot. Why are y'all, I see you guys running, doing two mile runs all the time for what? If y'all could just shoot people, you might as well just skip the whole cardio thing. Isn't there a physical they test to be a cop? They didn't even let him get down the block. They didn't even let him get to the crosswalk. That shit was offside. Before they, they jumped before the they, Before they shot him <sighs> in the back. He didn't even cross the... He wasn't even... He was still arm's length. I was blown. It's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, can you really... I understand that we all do wrong. I understand that there's situations where, yeah, you don't feel comfortable around the police, but we need to expect more from our officers. Is that wrong to ask? If anybody has an issue with our rhetoric, because this is the What's Beef episode, if you think that we have beef for the police, let me just ask you, is it wrong for us to expect more from our officers? My main thing that I told somebody was this, and it was the fact of like, if somebody with such authority and such power um, isn't trained properly to handle situations that are potentially like, you know, nonviolent, but still escalated from an original stop and like pull over. Um, 
if they're not trained properly or if they cannot react properly to some situations that involve in like a an unarmed shooting of a you know supposed suspect that means that cop is a bad cop not necessarily the saying that like he's a bad guy not saying that he won't help old lady across the street he's but bad he's bad at a, his job he's bad at his job because he is not properly trained sometimes people aren't properly trained how to work a fry cook and therefore that fry cook is a bad fry cook you know what i'm saying like it's not to say that like he's a bad person or he worships the devil or anything but he's just not good because their training methods aren't good their profiling methods are you know, not necessarily human outdated. or outdated. Yeah, they're way outdated from the sixties, man. Like that's what it feels like sometimes. It feels like, you know, obviously being a, a white male in this culture, I um am fully aware and knowledgeable but, you know, I necessarily can't speak on some realms because I'm not profiled all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I, I do see it and I and I have to, like, just do my part and let other people know who that that are my same skin color, like, what's real. Because because they will shoot you just like they shot the um, they shot the the army veteran in front of the 7-Eleven. Right. The, the they Nasser, shot the old Nasser, samurai dude with a big sword user. out here. Right, exactly. Yeah, they will shoot. They will shoot a white male. They will shoot a European American with no hesitation too. If they, it, it, it's 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 some sort of complex that they gain. And I don't know. And I don't. I don't know if it's if it's just a lack of psychological assistance in in in, in the field of what they do. But I feel like really that they, they they need some sort of they need some sort of outlet I would they say. need they need some sort of virtual outlet so they can they can shoot as many people as they can shoot as many uh-huh. little black people as they Every want police and they can member. profile anybody they want in the virtual reality realm and then in real life they actually have to commandeer somebody without killing them like every damn. police officer should be a psychology major like I'm glad that you said line. that because that's something that or we doctorate. talked about early on in the in the shows in season one. We said that one of my uh, when we were doing our if you were president was police should be required to have a bachelor's in law because that just makes fucking sense and a bachelor's in either sociology, the study of people, or psychology, the study of the human mind. Or because take that a makes sense. Class too, you know what I'm saying? Like as much as they oppress, like and how strongly the hip hop culture is in the black community, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't hurt to take a hip hop class, find out why NWA wrote "fuck the police," find out why Ice T was doing like his thing back. That's in a, the lot, day. Of yeah. That's a <laughs> lot of self awareness. That's a lot of self awareness they got to go through. But before we go too far, I really want to highlight something that you said being a european male being somebody who might be on the other side of what we call the oppression that we're facing in this country i want people to understand that we are not mad that they don't look at you the same way that we envy it we as people who do get profiled i understand i'm six four with dreads yeah yeah but it's like we don't we're not upset if you embrace your privilege we're not upset if you say hey i don't get treated the same as you i want you to be treated like me because i want to be treated like you what we're saying is is be on the side of good when history looks back on this yep be on the side where you did use whatever platform whatever you have to help us because if the oppressed could stop themselves from being oppressed by themselves we wouldn't be oppressed. Wouldn't that be so? <laughs> so we need help. We need it. We're going to talk later on about other people who are using their platform, using hip hop to help because there's a lot and we appreciate it. From the from as a representative of the black community, <laughs> I want to give an official statement that we appreciate your support 
And we want more and we encourage more people from the Anglo-Saxon community to support us Amen. because we need help because we're feeling like we're going extinct. Right. And yes. y'all love saving shit that goes extinct. Uh, so <laughs> come on. Just think <laughs> of us as pandas. Us. Only some of us. <laughs> like that. Discounts on watermelon and fried chicken. Stop come on. it. Now Yo, we're going. Let's do this. Yeah. We got y'all. We'll run it up. So, because Ivy, this is so long overdue, let's give a little sample. We're going to take a break. This is an unreleased song because you have to tune into the Sensei Said So show to get the exclusives. Tell your friends. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with more beef because this is the What's Beef episode of the Sensei Said So show with Ivy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ha, ha. Only come around when it's bright, show up when it's tight You a summer ass nigga, like bro. Summer, bro Wanna throw shade on me, wanna throw rain on me Damn, you a bummer ass bitch, ho Only come around when it's bright, show up when it's tight You a summer ass nigga, bro Wanna throw shade on me, wanna throw rain on me Damn, you a bummer ass bitch, ho Tryna be zen in my ways, hazy for days But I still get it done, yo I don't know what I should do to find out who's true With the fake, gotta run, yo Protected to fortune and fame, the sucker's the same You glorify minds that are Foolish and focus and thought Actions that rock But you say that they are on top Value and things that won't last Learn from the past But one day your shadow will cast Then all of them where we're there Will no longer care You will be wondering where All of your day ones went All of your main ones left It could be a lesson All of your main hoes left All of your main bros went It could be a blessing Only come around when it's bright Show up when it's tight You a summer ass nigga bro Wanna throw shade on me Wanna throw rain on me Damn you a bummer ass bitch Ho. Only come around when it's yeah. bright, show up when it's tight. You a summer ass Damn, nigga, bro. bro. Wanna throw shade on me, wanna throw rain on me. Damn, you a summer ass bitch, ho. Notice how they walking when that shit was getting dark and you been stopping for a week, my dope. They been talking like they got him, like they know them from the bottom, but they knock him when he turned the other cheek, my dope. Never saying that's a problem, I'm just saying I'ma watch him. I ain't got as many partners as I think I do. When to be down the summer, probably call you on it. If y'all dipping up Shalani, y'all be thinking y'all could eat, my dope. Where you been at? Where you rest at? Back when I was broke, I hoe and even throw a text back. About to catch a dog off my shoulders, and now she blowing up my phone. I'm the controller, but she noticed the press that up when the pit cuts loose up on the pages. What's up to the family? Gotta fuck you to my haters. I'ma reach across the table. Just to smack him in the face Let a motherfucker know that I play him I'm a straight banker Only come around when it's bright Show up when it's tight You a summer ass, bro Wanna throw shade on me Wanna throw rain on me Damn, you a bummer ass, oh Only come around when it's bright Show up when it's tight You a summer ass, bro Wanna throw shade on me Wanna throw rain on me Damn, you a bummer ass, oh So that was the the unreleased one, the one that we we've been sleeping on. But we gon' we had to give the sample of it. I think it, I can record it better, man. So let's make some master it. Let's like, beef it up. I like I like that I like that whole. Uh, I mean the sample, the way you came in, the hook and everything, and I think my verse is just chopping them, yeah. chopping them down. Well, I think it's like subpar on like recording like standard. You know what I'm saying? Like that was we pulled that out the vault for you. How long has that been? Two years. So if you imagine now two years of me straight rapping and getting on tracks, let me just do it again. One more. Of course. Time. One more time. This was the sample. This was the sneak peek for the, so you can only listen to that song and get the sample before we beef it up by tuning into the description. Right here. That's right cool. But let's keep going with the What's Beef episode of the Sensei Said So What's Show. Beef? This next thing we're about to get into is sports beef. You know, we love controversy in our sports. As much as you hear the good old boys say, stick to sports, 
stick to playing your sport, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much controversy in sport. I love it. Speaking of it, we talked about it recently. Jamel Hill, back in the yeah, news. We're back. Double back. Jamel versus ESPN. They need to leave the- her alone. Y'all are, well, I can't believe y'all are picking on this strong black woman right now. So let's set the frame for anybody who missed it. If you missed it, you living in a cave or you're doing a good job of boycotting the NFL or you're done with the bullshit. So Jamel Hill, she is a journalist. So a journalist's job is to speak their opinion. She recently came out on Twitter and said, if you guys got an issue with Jerry Jones and what he's doing, don't attack the players. Attack the advertisers. Yes. Hit him where it hurts. She even clarified and she's saying, I'm not telling people to boycott the NFL. I'm just saying if this is your motive, if this is your directive, then here is a more efficient way to go about it. This is her job. This is what I'm not ESPN, weak ass ESPN. I'm really getting sick of you, ESPN. ESPN's garbage, man. (laughs) Fox. They come out and they say we're gonna suspend her for her freedom of speech. Now, where are all you constitution lovers? outraged about an American being suspended, losing her job, losing income over freedom of speech. Her freedom freedom of tweet. Freedom of tweet. But y'all president can say whatever he wants. (laughs) Not to mention you can have any guns you want. And now we're getting into even more hypocrisy, even more um, oxymorons in our country. But I just want to touch on this a little bit because we are in the industry where we have to protect freedom of speech because what is the sensei said so show what is the breakfast club what is the empire that people like bill simmons who did get fired or had a fallout with espn back in the day and he started his own enterprise the ringer i'm a i'm an avid supporter of that i love bill simmons and everything he does but it's like people can get punished for freedom of speech when corporate entities are more important than the constitution but y'all mad about somebody kneeling. <laughs> y'all mad about a peaceful protest. No and now we don't all. even understand why we're protesting because the conversation's gotten so convoluted. I'm having a hard time understanding. We, we see the Patrick Harmon incident and then they say, why are you guys kneeling? I don't get it. That's outrageous. I mean, at first it started with like Cap sitting on the bench. And people are like, oh, that's disrespectful, you know? So he came out and took a knee. Like, you would take a knee when a player's hurt. You would take a knee. Like, I've taken knees in little baseball games, you know? When the player's hurt, everyone takes a knee, which is a sign of respect. So I don't get how it's disrespectful at all, you know? Like, I, I'm i really at a loss for words at, like, what everyone's really complaining about and what the knee actually stood for in the first place, you know what I'm saying? Which was the profiling and you know the police brutality police brutality upon the black community you know what i'm saying and now everyone's talking about it's about the troops it's about the flag it ain't about either of that you know whatever anybody's kneeling for they're gonna kneel for their own reasons it like you said it's just gotten so diluted that everyone mad about something i want to ask the question would people be upset or let's see let's let's all take a time to put ourselves in the shoes of some of these the the people who say that it's disrespectful, whatever the case may be. If Cap came out and said, I kneel every time the American anthem is played because there are Americans that are dying unjustly in the country, so I'm kneeling in respect to the dead. Would y'all have the same energy? Would you say that he's being disrespectful if that was his approach? 
if he came out and said it that blatantly because essentially it's the same side of the coin it's it's the right. different sides of the same coin he's kneeling because of the reason why people died and you're mad about it so what about it the opposite what if he was kneeling in respect to the dead the people who have died the people who are people who aren't being treated justly because there's injustice happening across the country and guess that what that might have been what he should have done that's Think a so? great ass idea. Yeah. God damn. You know what I'm saying? It would have <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, the real reason, you know, which we cannot deny, I don't give right. a fuck who you are. Like the real reason is the facts of like the police are profiling black American males in the black community unjustly, and that's facts. Like you can't really change it. But like uh, you know, like Whitey McGee with a Facebook, he can post whatever he wants and talk about whatever he wants. The thing with and I learned this a lot on tours, like the thing with Facebook and social media is now everybody got an opinion. Like everybody can say something about something. Everybody's involved. I'm glad that you say that because we, we need to bring back the if you were president. But one of the things I would do if I was president is I would take away opinions. I mean, maybe I should say if I was a supervillain. Let's, let's ask him. Let's, let's do his right now. Yeah, we can. I would... So yeah, we'll ask you in a second, Ivy, what's yours? So you can get, have some time to think about it. But mm -hmm. like I was saying, opinion, not everybody deserves an opinion. And I truly and fundamentally believe not everybody deserves one because if you don't have an educated reason, if you can't back up your opinion with anything, I don't feel like you deserve to have one. Everybody just having an opinion for the sake of having an opinion is doing nothing for us. So I'm perfectly fine with having a certain segment of people be silenced. Or sent to Mongolia. Tune into season one, Project Mongolia. You strip if, away your freedom of speech after that. You know what I'm saying? Um, really. So, I mean, with everything going on in the country, what would you do if you were president? What do you think the country needs right now? Uh, yo, I'm going to get, like, way out there. But if I could just have everyone in the country probably, like, you know, either take some mushrooms... <laughs> Yes. Or like <laughs> some acid. Project Mario. And I'll listen to some really chill music, you know what I'm saying? And just like really gain perspective and like get to know one another. Like obviously the ones who, you know, I believe in and I'm I'm kind of a weird human being, you know. I believe in survival of the fittest and I could take a whole weird dark left turn on survival of the fittest, but if you ain't fit to fit in, you ain't fit. You know, go and extinct. Like, if you can't survive, then, if you can't then evolve, buy. you know what I'm saying. Like, and it it really gets into a really touchy subject. That like, I, I mean, I'll touch right now because I don't give a fuck. We're on the Sensei says so podcast show, you know. Right. But like, you know, like everyone just always like, oh, but like so and so killed themselves, and it's just like, yo, like they didn't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like as as sad as like suicide is, you know, like that survival is of the fittest. If you can't hang with like your daily surroundings and the bullshit every life, everything can possibly bring at you, then you ain't fit. You ain't a gazelle that's designed to run. And the, and the gazelle that's designed to run and outsmart the cheetah is the one that lives the longest till he dies and passes on that fast gene to some other, you know, offspring or something like right. that. So it's really like kind of like insensitive. I hate to be insensitive, but us as being like mammals and animals amongst this crazy world, you know, like we got to learn to evolve a certain way. We got to learn to like, 
You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You have, you have you have now become my vice president on my campaign. This is exactly oh, yeah. what I'm talking about. This is social Darwinism. This is the shit you Europeans taught me in school. It's stupid, but it's like true, man. If you ain't designed to like get it, if you ain't designed to out like run or outsmart or outthink or out be something, then like you ain't designed to do shit and you might as well just extinct, as you would say, and just not pass your jeans on to anything yes. <laughs> else that would be all sad and shit. We weren't planning on going this direction, but let's stay here. Cause honestly, this is something that I believe truly. It's like, it's one of those things that let's take race out of it. Let's take culture out of it. Let's take everything out of it and just look at it as a species. We are the human species and eventually something praying mantises may get the size of pit bulls and take a run for our money in terms of the supremacy Done. on this planet. So as a species, we should be focusing on having us be the best we can be. That's and if that includes some of y'all not procreating, not being around, isn't that for the better of your species? Why are you being so selfish? <laughs> Don't you want to say <laughs> That's a great question. Why are you being so selfish? Yo, you know? that's the true fact though, man. Because if you think about it, like, okay, okay. <laughs> The thing is, 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 are you gonna marry for genetics? And I hate. Are you gonna marry so that your family, so your lineage is gonna is gonna live a long time? I hate to say this, also. but this has got to be something that I gotta say. Like, okay, okay, white people, and this is me coming to you from a white male. I, you know. I'm going to talk to you about what you view as like a racist sort of stance, you know, and like, okay, well, and this is not my IV thinking, but this is like me having backwoods family type shit, hearing like some of my family, because I've had to put some of my family members on blast on Facebook because I'm like, and I'll call them out. Yo, you said some racist shit back here. Remember that? You said that. And they'll be like, oh, well, blah. and then they'll message me on the side and be like, well, you got to say that. Like, well, and the thing is, is like, you can't just be a closet racist anymore. Like, yes. I'm not going to let that happen. Talk that talk. So from your point of view, from like white racist boy point of view, like all these thugs in the ghetto, blah, blah, blah. Like why blah, blah, blah. They, you know what I'm saying? Their situation, obviously, yes, I've seen some thug people that will choose to do some stupid shit, you know, and regardless of color, I've seen some white thugs, but I'm just saying like from the white guy point of view, when they're looking at the black thug cat, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, why is that guy even a person? And then I'm looking at them like, okay, well, backwoods, white person with a no education as well, because like you chose to live your life a certain way. Like, why are you even recreating then? You know what I'm saying? Because why are you in a position to judge? Right. That, that's you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what you said, why are you recreating? Because you're not helping the species just as much as the bomber fucking Middle Eastern guy. He's not helping his species. You know what I'm saying? Just as much as like... Hispanic cartel guy or whatever you're gonna paint these like st like these stereotypes upon like everyone thinks like oh this Hispanic guy cartel everyone thinks oh this like African American male oh he's a gang related guy everyone thinks this white guy oh you in the fucking uh, Bush is fucking your cousin and shit you know what I'm saying like they all think of these like they all think of these like ways and like the thing is is like with stereotypes man something like I know plenty of cousin fucking white people out there y'all I've been to like the small parts of fucking Montana I've been to the small parts of Utah and like there are some like shitty ass white people out there and like what you said just as much as they're shitty white people they're shitty everybody and everybody can like have that stereotype and like what you said is if they ain't like helping the community, why are they even existing? Why sometime? are you around? What we're going to do is let's take a break. Let's 
Let's cool off a little bit, and then we're going to pick Ooh. Ivy's brain a little bit more because we got him going. The Hennessy flowing on What's Beef episode of the Sensei Said So Show. Show, show. Let's work. Never perfect, gotta get up off the dirt and try to spit another verse and make it worth it to be serving my purpose, motherfuckers, I'm working. Listen when a person gets a little bit of courage and the nerve to stand up when I'm hurt, but I gotta reach service, motherfuckers, I'm working. Bitch, I, bitch, I, bitch, I, bet that ass I'm always working. Bitch, I, bitch, I, bitch, I. Slip with the right cane. Life could be a gift and a bitch in the same day Got pissed and I gave thanks Because every ignorant incident paved way Well, I sit to the place safe So content with the trains and the pensions that they make Till they end up in their grave Not a sin left in they bank They prayed for me, but they helped Ain't always welcome, I'ma get on myself That's power at will Ain't the type of record that gon' sit on your shelf Motherfuckers, I melt Any sort of obstacle that come in my way I'm taking the impossible to bring in my brain I came to take a shot in the dark And I never thought it was fuck I'll be through the hardships I'm so making my name off, say keep working how can you see something in me that I can't even see in myself? The difference between you and me is I don't need no help from nobody else. Follow me, W-O-L-F-I-V-I-E on Instagram. Wolf Ivy on Snap. On my hand, got the heart of a line, but I stood as a man. Let's work. Do what I can. What would have happened if I never took a chance? Let's work. Blood on my hand, got the heart of a line, but I stood as a man. Let's work. Do what I can. What would have happened if I never took a chance? I work my fingers instead of bone. I say, I'ma keep on working until I see the throne one day. One day, work my fingers instead of bone. I say, I'ma keep on working until I see the throne one day. One day. Never gonna quit, I never clocked out I swear I'm ten toes deep That I never been a bit if I just stop now Put it on my watch, I get no sleep Fuck I'm supposed to do, fuck I'm supposed to say Better hit the ground moving, never been the one to be found Doing nothing, not till I'm drowning in money This gon' be published, this gon' be sold This one's gon' get my name written in gold This gon' break blood, just, just hold your roll This for my youngest, that's missing the soul I've been needing this for a long time now One thing's for certain Put my heart and my soul in sound Motherfuckers, I'm worth So we got Ivy, you know, we we bumping music, we chilling, we vibing. Sipping, sipping. That's why we give you musical breaks, because we know that you listen to the conversation. Maybe you want to take a, a medicinal break, a shot, get your double cups. Say, I can't say. Double cups one time. One more one time. time. So, Ivy, now let's talk about the man, the reason why we have you here. I feel like I've been talking the whole time, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have. But the thing is, is you haven't been talking about you. And people want to hear about you. The reason why we do the podcast, the reason why we wanted to do this platform is because people who are artists, you understand that it's hard to get out all of your thoughts in 16, in 32, in a song, in a five-minute song. And we have too much to say. We got too many opinions. 
So we decided to get on here where we could talk for an hour and 30 minutes. There's no time limit. There's no cadences, no bars. We don't got no hooks. We can just talk. We <laughs> can just give our opinions. No and that's what you did. So now let's talk about you and about everything that's going on first. Just got off tour. Congratulations on that. Thanks, my man. Thanks. Yeah, man. It was a it was good, man. It was it was a cool experience to like, you know, be a part of for sure. So So let's talk about it because tours are tours are an interesting thing because you're interacting with different people. You're talking to you're you're with a group of artists. Who who did you go on tour with? Let people know. Um so we went on tour with uh Zion I, uh DJ Twelves was a DJ. Went on tour with like Acrobatic, Mr. Lift, um, a lot of these veterans who have been doing stuff. JB, who's out from Oklahoma City, uh, DJ Twelves, uh, flying in from like LA, Long Beach area, and um, there were there were just a lot of people. Went on tour with like I Dream was with me the whole time. You know, Morgan shouts out, he held it down the whole time, um, and it was just a really fun experience. It like six states, so lit, lit, yeah. dope. So, of course, with traveling, with being out there, there's too many stories to be told. There's too <laughs> many tales too many, from the tour. Yo, way too many, man. I mean, the first thing I'd have to say is that it's more work than your nine to five. It is, it is not to be taken lightly between driving you know, several hours to show up in time for sound check, to take everybody to the hotel, to unload the merchandise. You know, each deck weighs 50 pounds in its own case. So you're carrying a hundred pounds of merchandise plus inside a venue, inside a hotel, outside the venue, driving, picking up artists, you know, that want a nap plus performing. It's just, uh, it, you know, you put in more than eight hours of work each day for sure. So like you party till or not necessarily, I mean, it, it's all a party. It feels like, you know, but like you're, you're out till two and then you're up at nine, you're on the road driving so six how, so hours. How was your, so how was your sleep schedule? Did Yo, you? my sleep schedule was fucked, It bro. was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was It fucked. was no joke. Like my sleep schedule was off, man. And like, you know, we just hit the hotel and it's like, you ain't got no time to go check out no shops or no city life. And so you got to go and just hit the next city. And then like, hopefully you get to see it in between like sound check and then, cause like. What did you, what, what did you love about it? What was the, what I, made it all worth it? What made it just. Dude, I really just loved the whole thing, man. I even loved like, even as much as like the driving was like, I got to see like the Northern Rockies all the way down to like the southern western deserts you know i got to watch the yeah. landscape change and like that shit was cool and like showing up and getting love from everybody for being on tour and like coming from a different space you know you you'd be really surprised at how like thick hip-hop runs because like montana was one of those spots where i was like man montana's gonna montana and then like you get into montana and like it's three sold out shows back to back to back and you're just like whoa like hip-hop is deep was that the most surprising place that you were surprised that people were coming out and rocking with really yeah, hip-hop? really, like, really. I mean, between Missoula, then Whitefish, then Bozeman, it was three sold-out shows, and it was just, like, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that, like, Montana would sell out shows like that, but, like, I know the homie Overtime's coming out here soon on the 19th, and he's from Montana, so, like, obviously, there are big hip-hop artists that are touring out of Montana. Okay. Right, I mean, so... Let's have let's get the the funny story. What was the funniest, craziest? Don't implicate anybody. Don't get anybody locked up. But what's the crazy? <laughs> I mean, the the funniest funniest part of the tour 
That's a that's a hard that's a hard question to ask. There were a lot of there were a lot of funny parts about the tour. I think it was just like the oddballs you met, man. Some of the oddballs you'd meet out there would just like they'd either crack you up or make you scared to walk to the car at night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like you'd be like, that guy was weird, yo. Some like characters. There was a homie with missing tooth in like Bozeman, and he just kept like every time I tried to film something, he'd be looking right at the camera, and like it was weird because he had one of them retainers that you could put a tooth in, so he had a full smile, but then he would take it out just to look at the camera and just with one giant front tooth missing, he looked like a hockey player, and I just like that night. Yeah, that night in Bozeman, I was busting up because he would just look at the camera and you just see his like toothless head. I'm like, damn, man, we in Montana. <laughs> so people are going to say, oh, Ivy's on tour. They're seeing your success now. And they're going to, there are some people who are going to think it's, oh, he just blew up this year. Or this was some overnight success, whatever the case may be. But for people who know the wiser, we know to hustle. Me especially, because we've been we, day one, man. <laughs> Since we've the been first day show one, with dude. eleven and a half individuals, including artists and security Yo, at the I full show. I saw you and was like, "Damn, Vo's got it, man. That's an OG right there." You know, I was like, "Damn, you've been doing it. You showed up with a whole squad of people. I think you had some cameras who showed up too, like some right, shout out to I was FDM like, Media. I was like, "Man, this guy's got it. That's what I want to do." So it's just like looking at you and looking at us growing and like the clan and the sensei said so podcast and like all, all you guys' shit that you're doing you guys are doing it man so it's just cool to be here with you and sharing the experience you know hey and we appreciate it movement we, we all a part of it it happens we all making the way yo i mean you know I, i'm just gonna say right now the clan for young thug Go do it. All I, my I, fans, I, you better I do it. So, it. hey, <laughs> yeah, you clan too. So, you know, we out here. We all out here. You heard it here. Y'all heard it here. So, talk about just coming up, where, how you started doing music, how you got into this crazy thing. Because when I first met you, you yes. were out here spitting. You had some other cat with you, and you guys were just rapping your asses off. Yeah, <laughs> it took like a full year, man. It took a full year in like a studio of really getting mic time down. And like, we rehearsed that set really well. I mean, I remember rehearsing that set weeks in advance you know we would rehearse it in a garage because that's where it all started it was in like some backyard garage they just put like insulation in and kind of got it to where it wasn't as cold but i remember like falling asleep in my coat sometimes man like we would spend late nights in the studio you know with the homie milkweed easton you know that's where it really all stemmed from but like before that third grade william palomo used to run me carlos palomo's milk their mixtapes that's where i heard like dougie fresh and like an, a lot of other hip-hop like names from like back in the day and like he would mix them in with new songs and then like what well, my brothers were listening to and so like 11th grade the same cat william palomo was just like hey we've been homies forever why don't you join poetry club join poetry club turned out i'm not really a slam poet i'm more of a hip-hop artist right. <laughs> i sounded way different yes. than everybody and we had to put it on a beat, and since then, you know, 2011 is really when it was. I graduated in 2011, senior year, uh, ending a junior year, joined Poetry Club. I'm also class of 11, so yep. I ended up in with you. You know what I'm saying? And that's where it happened was like, so if you look at it, it's really like I've been really writing, really writing for six years, you know? hear that dedication that's no yeah that's in. no joke like that's no joke i really and like i recorded for a full year on a mic like a like a makeshift studio for a full year before i even let out my first track 
And so it's like, I kind of already grew like a cadence about me, you know, that really needed to happen. Cause like, but like some, some cats I hear y'all out there, you got it, but like, you're not ready to get on a mic yet and you need more practice. And I hate to say He's that. letting y'all know what it really is. It, it is what it is, bro. Talk to those artists, talk to the young ones, give them some words of wisdom. He's just said, you need to refine your craft. I would say, yeah, most of the people who hit yeah. me up on Facebook and say, Hey, listen to my song. Or the one thing I'll speak from, and you probably can relate to this is, when you are in a position where you're still young as an artist, getting an artist who has a flow, has a cadence, has everything refined, isn't going to do anything for you. It's better to hit up people and say, hey, listen to this song and give me feedback. And then when you develop that feedback and you're ready, you've built a relationship because that person has watched you grow. You've implemented the strategies that they've told you. And then from there, you come and you say, hey, with everything that you've taught me, I've come to this point now. I feel like I'm ready for a feature because I'm going to be honest with you. If your flow isn't there and you get somebody like Ivy or Shadow on your track who have different flows, who can go in and out of flows, chop a flow, slow flow, new age flow, can switch it up, got versatility. All it's going to do is make you, it's going to make your weaknesses stand out more on the track. I mean, the main thing, yeah. And like, I hate to say, it, but like, you know, don't be calling me for a feature if you want to get eaten up on your own track because like that doesn't do any of us good you know it doesn't do you good and everyone that you show they're just come back well the ivy cat's really dope so i'm gonna go follow him on soundcloud you keep doing what you're doing and like i hate to sound like cocky or pompous or anything like that but it's just like you know get serious serious about the craft don't just think like you want it don't think you want to be about so it so how do you advise them to get their bars up uh, elevated Elevate, elevate um, You know what I'm saying Just look at where you're at From a realistic point, bro Post a song Post a whatever See how many hits you get See how many this you get And then be like Oh, okay Well, it seems like You know My statistics are saying this So build You know How do I get better? What do I gotta do? What flows do I gotta like You know, use Or what you, it's, not, it's never really about But you gotta develop Your own style, man Everyone's been biting styles And trying to do this and that And really you just gotta like Grow your own Thing Way too much piranha rap out there God <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn That's a bar Way That's a bar much. for you But you, the reason why you should listen to Ivy is not only is he on our show talking about the work that he's doing, he's also putting his his effort and his money and his hard work where his mouth is. Because you started something very important to our city, something that I want to highlight, the Get It Right workshops. Because in hip-hop, it's very difficult in other cities to get a community of artists together without a bunch of fuck shit happening. That's just, that's a work hazard. Yeah. You know, if you're a firefighter, you might get burned. In hip-hop, you might get pressed. It's just what happens. But you somehow are able to have consistent support consistent follow-up and no drama everybody's good about what they're doing at these workshops so talk about the vision for get it right and where get it right is going um hell yeah man i'm glad you touched down on that because uh i'm getting ready for this next one which seems like it's going to be a good get it right at the acoustic space kind of close to like the gateway but you know the thing is is like I feel like why we haven't had so much fuck shit is because Salt Lake City really does breed some like good human beings. You know what I'm saying? Like we've mixed really well from day one. Me right. and you, you know what I'm saying? Um, that was just from day one. Me saying, what up? You're cool as fuck. I like your music. I respect your grind. And 
we're kind of a melting pot, you know what I'm saying? If I were to look at, you know, the clan, Vinny Cassius, UA, which are Hispanic cats, me, you know, I'm a shout white American. UA. Yeah, shout out to UA, you know what I'm saying? Shanghai. You know, there's a lot of different multicultural people out here putting in work that are catching similar respect and shows, you know what I'm saying? And are doing work for the city. So you know, we're we're a blended we're a blended community. I feel like as much as like the religion holds its like own little separate side of like what we're doing. I feel like I feel like we have nothing to do with the Mormons in the hip hop like community right now. Aside from like a few Mormon cats who might rap, mm, they could they could buy tickets and yeah, come to the show. Exactly, they can come to the show. They they like I know a couple like Mormon cats who rap, like James the Mormon. He's came to like get it rights before, right? You know, and laid down some real true wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And so now it's like getting super blended because Get It Right accepted him as like a voice or an opinion in the hip hop community. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone kind of put that Mormon aside and really it took what he had to say and took pictures. Oh, James the Mormon to get it right. You know what I'm saying? And like, and, yeah, him he, as an artist, and he's doing right. his own thing, man. He's been, he's got millions of followers. And like what I like about the get it right factor is that everyone has been so open and so accepting of, hey, let's market, let's shake hands. And after get it right, you saw a lot more features happen with different artists who didn't know each other. You saw a lot more, you know, new cats getting on shows and people growing really from that to getting shows to putting out music and waiting for mixtapes to happen. And so that's the biggest part about get it right to me is just doing what you said years ago you know how you were talking about Utah as the next like ATL bro we're just gonna hey. start networking you know we're gonna start building and like you had it spot on you know you had it spot on so that's that's on you man like so talk about where get it right's going because yeah it 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 really has become the framework when I said that it was a vision from that vision, you showed me that, oh, there's other people who share the same vision. We got to get together. Oh, shit. There's a ton of us who share the same vision. We all got to get together. And from that, you were able to do something that was so necessary. So now that the city, now that we have more unity and collaboration, what's Get It Right's next motive? What are we trying to do next? I mean, really, my next plan is is I've just started like, you know, get it right records.com. I have goals within this next year to rent out a home space, you know what I'm saying? For get it right records to promote not only new artists, but have an elite artist, you know, kind of like an elite set of artists that are signed to get it right records that can do their own thing. You know, I'm not necessarily going to be like, oh, I want creative control or, you know, you got to rap about this. Like, that's not what it's about. It's really about getting, say, like a home team with the connections I've built from out of states. I've gotten venue promoters like I've gotten emails I've gotten people who are messaging me saying hey we like what you do and I'm saying hey I know a whole bunch of cats out here that are doing this shit like all the time all day right you know what I'm saying right. so the next step with like get it right is doing get it right records and really funneling in an A team that we could take to separate states that we could take to these outside places and you know impress them with the fact that Salt Lake City is actually doing something and has something to say so tell them where and when and how they can be involved in the next Get It Right. Get It Right is on October 29th. You know, bring a dollar, bring two dollars, 
bring more dollars so you can buy some beer. We're going to have Bring more drinks. dollars, you know more life, more dollars. We're going to bring... The, the, the thing is, is the acoustic space rented this out um, to me. And, you know, all I ask for really is just, like, people to bring a buck. Like, bring a dollar to, to where you can help me rent out the venue and do whatever. But, like, if you want to come over, meet some producers, meet some other people in your city that have the same views as you, meet some other people in the city that can make you beats or film you Great videos. connections, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then actually, come to get it right because that's really what it's about, man, is just, like, getting it right. Like getting everything right. There's no need for like, you know, we're all here. We're all open. There's no need for shady business. You know what I'm saying? People can see what your talent is and you can see what their talent is. And then who knows? You might catch a fucking track and it might blow up. So you said something very particular. And, you know, I'm a listener of words. And in what you just said, you said two words that really stand out to me. Shady business. Because as you can hear, as all the listeners can obviously tell, Ivy is a man that's about his business. He's, he's operating in a way that- That's why Get is. It Right started. Exactly. <laughs> but with being benevolent, there's a reason why this is the What's Beef podcast, the episode of the Sensei Said So show, is because with good business comes the opposite end of business. Especially Bad in- business. That's what we call Horrible it. Horrible business. And in our Fool city, business. as beautiful as it's been, and I love you guys, and I love all the support- you recently got into a little situation <laughs> talking a little spicy on the internet. Yo, they got spicy with me, man. They got spicy with me. That's <laughs> how I feel about it all. So. so while we're not having no rumor reports, while we're not gossiping or anything like that, protect younger artists that listen to the Sensei Said So show. Let them know a little bit, as much detail as you want to get into about the situation. About sharks in the game, really. I Bang. You know, I'm not here. Obviously, if you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, Zach Ivy on Facebook asked me about it. I'm not afraid to let anybody know low key what happened. But all I got to tell you is, is that people will come to you with a dream and talk all this business about who they know, what they did, who they can contact, who they can, you know, bring to the city and what they can do for you for this price. And what's going to happen is, is you got to be able to, you know, make sure that that shit is authentic before so do not be afraid even though somebody's talking and bringing up all these big names don't be afraid to ask for proof don't be afraid to say you know put up or shut up because what happens is is people can get you know and it happened to me early on I had people come to me and talk about how they were with Atlantic Records and I heard old dudes producing and they were trying to get us in like involved with like some sort of going in on a building you know, and we were pretty young. Like I just barely got my first car payments and shit. You know what I'm saying? And they right. wanted us to rent a building, sign a lease. We could rent all office spaces and all this stuff. And they're trying to like basically use us. And it was like, you know, some chick named Christina. I'll put these people on blast all day because they were trying to fuck with us. They ain't even <laughs> bow, from bow, Atlantic bow, Rest. Bow. Yeah. And his name was the doctor or whatever. Like, and I heard his beats, bro. And this cat was whack. This bitch was whack. <laughs> they were trying to use us for this shit. And all I'm trying to say is that like that happens constantly. And so there was something that happened recently where, what um, happened? you know, they, some people, I feel like some people, and I don't know the full edge of the story, but um, some people were trying to say they were going to bring an artist and. What artist? Cardi B. Cardi B, Bodak yeah. Yellow. Yeah. They tried to say they were going to bring Cardi B out here. And 
you know what you know what I'm saying? And like I'll put him on blast. Like the homie Alan Jones, he's not even the homie. This cat Alan Jones who's working with him. Uh he's like, I guess, like one of their main dudes. And he's like a low-key rapist. Like had some oh, and like, yo, he's had some like charges. He's had some charges God. brought upon him. And I'll drop that on the podcast all day because you I'm not afraid to, to tell you, the truth. You wanna know what's interesting? So we talked a little bit about rape last week. And, there's oh, a, and we're back There's at a couple it. situations Damn. that recently happened. Kodak Black going down, a bunch of people going down for rape. And I told Shadow post-production, I mean pre-production, Pre. I said, let's not go two for two on rape. And we now have hit two for two. No, low-key, like <laughs> what happened was is some people were working with this shady dude. And this shady dude, I guess, told some investors that he was going to bring fucking cardi b and i'd like to believe that none of the artists involved had anything to do with this you know i believe that you know firmly cats get scammed on a dream and i'm not trying to even i'm trying to say this cat is main culprit i'm not trying to like out here and like bring anybody's bad name because i've talked with each of the artists involved i except for like a few but like i've talked to a couple artists involved who you know i don't know the full story all i know is that i had talked to somebody who had got me on my tour who said that they had planned on bringing cardi b and i said that's funny because she's coming in november so why is she gonna come in december and what had happened was is he was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no way somebody would spend this amount of money to book her when she's coming the month before. And I was like, well, you might want to look on it because some cats are selling tickets. So then he did his own research because he's well like well connected throughout the game and turns out show's not going to happen. So as soon as he called them out, then they were like, oh, there's some technical difficulties that went on and like none of you guys know that I was threatened for sharing the post is what happened. She tried to threaten me. I called some people out on some bullshit. Like, <laughs> oh, come at me. There's no way we just spent this money on Hercules for you to not like threaten me like that. And then she, and then they all tried to like backtrack on that statement. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I did I, you feel threatened? Um, did I feel threatened? You right. know, in a way, because you this like. This person seems sketchy to me. I've had some sketchy situations go down with this person already. Um, off of them trying to do business, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so I was, I was kind of in like a state where you never know. Motherfuckers are crazy. Right. And with all the crazy stuff and that's in the on. industry, yeah. This, yeah. In this industry, you uh, never all, know. Like if this person tried to put hands up with me, I know I'd win. Because they're of the opposite sex, oh, God. and they're probably like, Listen and to they're, yeah, and they're probably like, I'm not gonna say no names. I'm not here to say no names. All I'm trying to say is like, if this person wanted to put hands up, it's cool. If this person was trying to call the big brother or some sketchy person to come sketch me because I was blowing their whole big money operation, you never know. So like, that's why we got Hercules in his training. That's why like Hercules is able to be like, yo, go get him. You know what I'm saying, like. You hear him? He got Hercules with him. If <laughs> Dude, right. If y'all know what Hercules is, y'all better ask somebody. Better ask somebody. Uh, right. <laughs> so, like, that was my main point. Is like, I didn't necessarily... And, like, what happened was is I heard, like, don't... Or you better not share that post. And I said, oh, really? Why? And they said, for your safety was the next post I got. Honest. And I was like, oh, for your safety, huh? And so immediately, red flag, red flag, red flag. I'm going to put this like shit to an end real quick. Don't work with this person because if you share a post that's like trying to save the community money, if people are buying money, spending money, $69 for a show when they're not even going to see that artist and I'm getting threatened for it, you know what I'm saying? Like... What do, you, what do you do? You hear that? Ivy's for the people. 
The reason why we have him on the show is because he is for the people. He's trying to protect y'all. I'm not out here to slander. That's why I haven't said a name yet. That's why I didn't say anybody's name. I didn't say an artist's name. I'm just trying to say that like Cardi B ain't coming. If you heard Cardi B coming, don't buy a ticket. And if you bought a ticket, get your money back. That's another reason to subscribe to the show. You hear things like this on the show. Now really ask yourself in this musical break, do you love your family members if you haven't told them about the show? We gonna listen to another Ivy track and then we'll be back. Yeah. 
So that was another track by Ivy. You know, that was Virgo Bap. Yo, Virgo. You know, we Virgos out here. Virgo season. Wait for Virgo season 2018. I'm a Scorpio. It's coming. We're not worried about that. Oh, your birthday coming up. Coming right up. Hey. You in season. About to do it big. You better. November 4th. Oh, man. Yup, coming up. So, that was right before. uh, Hashtag it. Give me gifts. Give me love. Love attention. Right before Guy Fox Day, man. That's cool. So this is again the What's Beef episode with Ivy. What's beef? So we've talked about many kinds of beef. We've talked about corporate beef, business beef. Roast beef. Political beef. (laughs) So let's get into where beef started. Let's get into hip hop beef. Let's get into the shit that's going on now. You, the man that's plugged into all things hip hop, Shadow. Hi. Yo, yo, Tennessee urban poets. By the name of Young Dolph. Oh, the Battle of Memphis. Is that uh, what you're The really? Battle for Memphis. The Battle for Memphis. <laughs> so for the people who may not know, we do have a, a new version of Pac and Big on a very smaller scale. Is it smaller? Is it smaller? We'll let the people know. Give them a, <laughs> put it in frame of reference for anybody who doesn't know what's going on down in, in Memphis. I mean, essentially, if y'all really haven't heard of the Yo Gotti, Young Dolph beef, Yo Gotti is a legend in Memphis hip hop. You already know, y'all, y'all. He's timeless classics. You know, he been he been making noise out there. And then the young up and comer, Young Dolph, also out of Memphis, is trying to dethrone the man. Talking about he's the king of Memphis now, and that he runs the city. And obviously, Young Yo Gotti wasn't having any of that. And so they got, you know, into their little altercation. But before they did the altercation, Yo Gotti wanted to sign Young Dolph. He showed Young Dolph love, you know. He was really trying to, trying to get him on his squad. And Young Dolph assumed that he was too big and his clout was going to get him to where he wanted to be anyway. So he just decided to decline the offer and said that he's about to run Memphis anyways. And so that's where the turmoil <laughs> happened right there. And, and it just escalated from there. To escalate it to epic proportions, to gun gunfire in proportions. Damn. Who got shot? Dolph got shot. Uh oh. Dolph got shot. For that reason? For what, what, what reason? For like their like little drama? For their beef. What? The beef is real. The What's beef, beef. They shot at Young Dolph. They the first time the first time outside of uh outside of a concert, young they shot up Young Dolph's van. It, luckily, it was bulletproof, but they shot it up. They shot up over 100 rounds. He survived because it was bulletproof, but you know, that that that's already outrageous to really unload that many clips onto somebody. 100 rounds? 100 rounds, and then, and then you know, he obviously was flexing on Instagram, talking about they can't get me, whatever. But the he uh, Young Dolph came out with a diss track called Play With Your Bitch. <laughs> and that, Please go listen to Play With Your Bitch. And Play With Your Bitch is such an outrageous track, but it's a diss to Yo. It's, it's, it's a disrespectful anthem to Yo Gotti. And obviously Yo Gotti wasn't having it, but yeah, they, the while Young Dolph is on tour, I think he's on tour with 2 Chains right now, uh, they were in California and, and they caught Young Dolph outside of, outside of a hotel in California and they actually shot him. They shot him and sent him to the hospital. Luckily, he survived and, 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 and everything. But well, that's why when you asked me earlier, like, did you feel threatened? It's like, yeah, motherfuckers die over rap. They like, do. <laughs> over this beef, they really will pull up on you. People that, you know, and it wasn't even like, yo, Gotti pulled up on you. It was just affiliates, you know. It was... It was... The, uh, the... 
the entourage. <laughs> you got you got touched by the entourage, and that's a big problem. We were talking about influence, and beef can influence people. And it all starts with the music. Well, it didn't start with the music. Apparently, it started with women in business, which in hip hop we already know those are the two, one of the two biggest killers of hip hop artists. Yeah, but. Yeah. Let's talk about the song P.O.B. Play with your bitch. Don't play with me. <laughs> Where do you feel like that ranks in terms of hip hop beefs, the anthems? I think. Would you put it on like who shot you level or supposedly who shot you level? I think it is. I think it's on hit him up, Tupac hit him up level. Damn. Type shit. Because he really is digging into that man's personal life. <laughs> really is digging into that man's history they had together, whatever whatever they went through, whatever the falling out they had. But he, you know, he's he's going in on his family, his, you know, the disrespect is. And I like the comparison with hit him up. Maybe it won't have the cultural influence that hit him up did, but I like it's the it's the same lane that Drake went with Meek Mill. While you can get on a diss track and just rap and say a bunch of bars and talk about how your guns clap like an applause at an award show and all types of shit like yes. that, there's nothing better than making a hit. Just making a hit record where you're slandering somebody. <laughs> so now every time you go to the club, you gotta hear people when they see you say, oh Singing my gosh, I love you. I want to take a picture. But then they the same people say, don't play with me. Yeah. <laughs> play with your bitch looking at you, pointing at you in the well, VIP. Uh, like, I mean, like, I read something on a homie uh, called Shooter Shells. And I forgot what state he was popping out of, but I'd watched, like, I guess he had got shot and killed over some rap beef. And, like, I'd watched the music video that he had done um you know what they had said in previous like motions to him getting shot and it was just like i mean guns pointed at the camera talk about how he's gonna get him blah 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 next thing you know he's dead he's on the news he's a news story and it's just like man people die over rap so like well you know that shit's gotta stop i think that shit's just like come on man what happened to classic like battling just you know end of career sorry you're working at walmart now man my bad like speaking of classics one of the things that's one of the foundations of hip-hop is because beef has always been a part of our culture <laughs> but we have used hip-hop to beef with the infrastructure case in point what happened at the cyphers the other day on bt where an artist eminem he decided we're talking about beef he decided to use his platform and his bars to beef with the politician. The Lil Trump is getting <laughs> Eminem versus Lil Trump. Eminem versus Lil Trump. What's beef? How do you feel about Amber? Well, cipher wise, we'll talk to you about the cipher and then we'll, well, you being Shadow, you can't see who I'm pointing to. So, Shadow will talk to you about what you thought of the cipher and his bars. And then Ivy will talk to you about Eminem and how you feel about this beef and everything like that. I think. The cipher, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. I wasn't disappointed in the cipher at all. I was, but I wasn't. I wasn't impressed with the cipher. Um, and we always look forward to the cipher because, as y'all know, if you guys are are aware in the hip hop culture, major award shows such as the BT Awards and the Billboard Awards and the Hip Hop Awards, you know, we we don't really take those as in high merit. In the hip hop culture, you know, just because you win an award from one of those people doesn't make you any better of a hip hop artist than than somebody that didn't win the the award per right. se. But it used to. It, it really they did used to. But that being said, you know, you got to take it take it with a grain of salt. But 
But I think uh, Black really impressed me because I really thought he was a, just a singer. I didn't really didn't think he, he had the the arsenal to rap, but he really gassed the, the cipher. So y'all go check Black Cipher out. And Sci High the Prince actually gassed, and and that is expected though. Sci High has always been a heavy hitter in the in the in the industry. He really gassed the whole thing. Um, I wish Sci High would hit me up to write his hooks, but that's another. <laughs> <laughs> he just might. You never know. But yeah, you've been running a good deal on hooks lately, that's for sure. Right. I have been. Hit me up if you need a hook, because a lot of you need help with your hooks, and it's fine. That's what I'm here for. But Eminem's, hey, I love how I love how on Eminem's nobody in the background even went. <laughs> he he was the only one that went. Yeah, yeah. He had five people behind him just sitting on Cadillacs. I all just watched him go. Like, Low for, the, for the culture. It really was. Stood up for the culture. All black behind him, letting him go. And he really went in on Lil Trump. Lil Trump. <laughs> it was crazy. But um yeah, Eminem, you know, he's from Detroit, if y'all don't know, so like that that's a that's a very dangerous place where he's from. It's very it, you know, it, it's very They've been hit with to, hard times. Right. I don't even know how to say it. No, it, it it's always they've always had they've always had the turmoil. Right now Detroit's still struggling, you know, they're still going through their crisis like it was damn. A, like as soon as like the auto industry went overseas, Detroit just took a loss, man. Yeah. It, one really, of them ones. It really is hard out there, so you know. So, the, the decisions that Trump makes really affects the Detroit community and, and Eminem, and I understand that. I really do understand. That. I see why Eminem hit the cipher with so much emotion because he was really talking about that man so crazy, right? And he cataloged everything that we know about the things Trump has done and said, and lack of empathy and taking jumpers and all types of stuff like that. But there's one part of the cipher in particular, and this is where we're going to, I want to get Ivy's perspective on, was he drew a line in the sand. He said, if I have followers, if I have listeners who are on the fence about who they support or what side they're on, let's make a stand right here, right now. You don't fuck with me if you do not stand on the side of on this side of the of history. Yeah. If you there's no middle ground, there's there's no need for you to rock with me. If you support this man and what he stands for and everything he's doing for the Call country, to action. Yeah. Ivy, how do you feel about that as somebody with a fan base, as somebody who does have a platform? How do you feel about what Eminem feels? How do you feel about Lil Tron? <laughs> I mean, so as a like white hip hop artist, I can um, honestly say Eminem was not a big influence on me. Um, Interesting. You know, which is weird to hear because like sometimes people just always be like, oh, you like Eminem, you know? Like, and I'm just like, no, like, uh, like I respect, I respect him and kind of like his approach and how he did it and how he came up. However, I couldn't say that he really influenced me on how to rhyme. Um, but what he has built and what he used his platform for, I feel like was for the benefit of history i felt like historically this um stance that he had took on the thing because being a rich white male should be pro-trump if you look at it in the fact of like kind of like where he stands like he's Ain't a rich nobody white else about to support trump <laughs> you know what i'm saying better be somebody and so for him to take this stance and really bring like the and really draw the line eminem's always been one to kind of 
you know, go in and like kind of cross that and step that boundary. And I feel like with him kind of having this, you know, opinion on Donald Trump, which I am, you know, just, let's just say I'm not a fan. I'm, (laughs) you know, I am, I'm not a fan of his views. I'm not a fan of his like person his soul you know his, his energy soul. tell it like yeah. it is i'm not a so fan of like what he really stands for and you know i've i'm not usually one to say that about somebody i've never personally met but for him to take this stance and to really bring out the you know because a lot of white cats are like oh m's the goat a lot of people will say m's the goat and i'm kind of indifferent i think he's like he's good he definitely deserves his empire you know what i'm saying because he's been you know, boot off stage, there's footage of it. He's had to really fight for it. Um, but that doesn't take away from anybody else who's had to really fight for it and sell rock to, you know, Jay-Z, you know, hustling back in the day or whatever these guys have had to do to get it, you know. Um, you know, him really taking that stance, man, I think that uh, I, I can agree with him finally on some shit. I don't think he's just talking some shit about some rappers. I think he really right. had something to say. I don't think he's just, like, calling out Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera right. or anybody else. I think he really had, like, emotion behind it. And okay. as, as much as some of his bars were really, like, meh, you know, he's already called that out on some of his rhymes before. He said his last album was meh, you know, and um, Recovery was meh, and he came out with the next album. And, like, he's one to know it. So he knows what bars were good and what bars weren't. And I don't really have to judge him on it, but like his stance, beautiful. Keep it like, cause that's where it's needed, you know? Beautiful, keep it. And we need more. So Macklemore, where's your bars? Yep. And Iggy Azalea, where are your bars? <laughs> bars. Because set the standard for y'all. Robin Thicke, where's your bars at? You know what I'm saying? Like the thing is, is a lot of people will look at these NFL players and say, well, just catch a football or Eminem, just stick to rhyming and don't be. And the thing is, is like, what makes them less American than you? What makes them have less freedom of speech than your ass on fucking Facebook? Facts. Just because they have millions of followers and can influence more people than your big old tires working ass like what fucking makes them like not have an opinion what makes them like not able to be like okay i'm gonna kneel for the flag or i'm on this like you can do whatever you want for the flag they can do whatever they fucking want for the flag or they can say whatever they want about the because y'all said it about obama or y'all said it about trump like you know what i'm saying like they're, they're, we're all American We're all in this together There's no you There's no me There's us And we all have to fix something Like we we all gotta do it Right And it really comes down to The reason why Is because The the infrastructure The man If you like to say They're never gonna say anything About The people speaking out Who can't make any change But as soon as people Who do speak out Who might actually make a difference who might actually change the infrastructure, that's when their pockets start getting hurt. That's where their stance, that's where their position in this whole thing starts getting starts getting rocky. And that's where they start getting scared. That's why you see them with tiki torches, because they know that they're fighting the inevitable. The inevitable is, is we have to progress. Progression is the natural state of everything. If you're not, if there's one thing you take from this episode, if you are not progressing, you are... Digressing. digressing and the root of digressing the latin in that is die, die. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna take our last break we're gonna rock out with some music we got yeah, ivy in yeah, here yeah, all yeah. the music's yeah. in the description so catch that don't come back finish it off appreciate it I'ma make the mistake. I'm a nigga from the lake. I'ma make my city great. I'ma put my city out. I'ma make my city now. Never 
make the mistake I'm a nigga from the lake I'ma make my city great I'ma put my city on I'ma make my city known Never make the mistake I'm a nigga from the lake I'ma make my city great I'ma put my city on I'ma make my city known Never make the mistake I'm a nigga from the lake I'ma make my city great I'ma put my city on I'ma make my city known Never make the mistake I'm a nigga from the lake 2010 I got good 16 I got great Never hesitate nigga I was examining nugs Hit up the plug What's up with you my brother He said they must have forgot Who made it like hot Had to chill out for the plot Had to chill out for the plan Becoming a man Taking the world in my hand Paving away on my own Visions are thrown Kingdom and riches are told But my competition is focused on bitches and hoes Riding around with they woes They are not trying to be great Niggas from fake They cannot stand in the way Never make the mistake I'm a nigga from the lake I'ma make my city great I'ma put my city out I'ma make my city now Never make the mistake I'm a nigga from the lake I'ma make my city great I'ma put my city out I'ma make my city now Never make the mistake I'm a nigga from the lake I'ma make my city great I'ma put my city out I'ma make my city now Never make the mistake I'm a nigga from the lake I'ma make my city great I'ma put my city out I'ma make my city now Never make the mistake. I'm a nigga from the lake. I'ma make my city great. I'ma put my city out. I'ma make my city now. Never make the mistake. I'm a nigga from the lake. I'ma make my city great. I'ma put my city out. I'ma make my city now. Never make the mistake. I'm a nigga from the lake. I'ma make my city great. I'ma put my city out. I'ma make my city now. Never make the mistake. I'm a nigga from the lake. I'ma make my city great. I'ma put my city out. I'm lurking, creeping, stalking all the fucking all innocent fucking Rappers innocent. that are flexing, faking, perpetrating, fruitful shit Nation on the rise and we are moving on some Zulu shit You can get it whenever you want on some Hulu shit My government name is Conqueror, I didn't understand it then Mystery revealed itself, 2010 I picked up the pen I was born to challenge death, I was born to conquer fear Legends on my craving now, locals quickly lose appeal So I'm around from the lake, starting stages in LA. I'm a roll from state to state, killing shows in different ways, different shows on different coasts. I'm a head down to New York, eating contracts like they pour. Someone grab another four. Never make the mistake, I'm the nigga from the lake. I'ma make my city great, I'ma put my city out, I'ma make my city now. Never make the mistake, I'm the nigga from the lake. I'ma make my city great, I'ma put my city out, I'ma make my city now. You know, Sensei said so. Show, Ivy, appreciate you coming in. This was long overdue. It was a pleasure. Please, it was never great. this long. We got to get you on ASAP. 
ASAP, ASAP. On clan, man. On clan. Yeah, you know the lingo. That's how you know he's part of the clan. He already knows the lingo. Y'all need to learn the lingo. So Ivy, before we go, plug yourself. Let them know where they can find you. Let man. them know what you got going on. Um, W-O-L-F-I-V-I-E, Wolf Ivy on pretty much everything. I'm Wolf Ivy on Snap, Wolf Ivy on Insta, Wolf Ivy on Twitter, um, SoundCloud.com slash Ivy, I-E, Music, S-L-C. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all my links. Uh, Get It Right is this month on the 29th. That is the last Sunday of this month. Um, if you want to come and meet other artists, you know, bring a buck or two, like I said. Bring a notepad. Bring some headphones. Bring some of your A-game. And bring an open mind, you know, an open mind and an open heart and some ideas. And uh, we'd love to have all you guys, you know, so... That's and at the end of the month. You never know which two of your favorite podcast hosts might just pop My, up pull out up, of pull Get up. It Right. Pull up, pull up. You already know. <laughs> hey. So, this is why you got to tune in again. Please subscribe. It's never too late to ride this wave. This is the Sensei Said So Show. As always, I'm your Sensei Vio Sensei. 24th Hokage of the Music Clan. The other guy is. You know who it is. It's Shadow the Villain. Shadow the Headless Horseman. Shadow the. Pull your double cups up one time. One more time. Appreciate it. On Clan. Clan. Everybody taking Instagram pictures right now. <laughs> you know, when you get a bunch of people who are in this industry, it's really important that you have your Instagram. Speaking of it, follow me, Music Clan. That's M-U-Z-I-C, Clan. Follow me if you haven't already. At Wolf, I-V-I-E, W-O-L-F-I-V-I-E on Instagram. Snap ain't the business like Wolf Ivy on Snap.